The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Do you know what the Bible says we should seek more than even something like money or silver or gold? And in fact, the Bible says that uh, we're doing the right thing if we search after this. In fact, this thing is compared even to the Savior. And that thing that we are to seek after is wisdom. And when you think of the Bible and wisdom, chances are you probably think of the book of Proverbs. Well, welcome to Exploring the Word. This is Alex McFarlane, along with my longtime guest host and friend, and uh, co-host, rather, Bert Harper. And Bert, this is exciting to me for two reasons. One, I love the book of Proverbs. I mean, I love Proverbs, God's book of wisdom, but I think it's also exciting because it is the very first live show of the new year. It's good to be back, isn't it? It is good to be back. We did take some time off. We hoped you enjoyed uh, those principles of of following the Lord that we went through the latter part of December, and uh, we had to record those, and that, that was exciting to do that, and we hope people enjoy that. But it is exciting to look at Proverbs. Alex, when you and I were talking about where do we go, we uh, you said Proverbs. It had been on my mind, and I said, what a great way because wisdom, we need it in 2022. And have you ever heard read a proverb a day for wisdom? You know, there's 31 chapters. So right now you could start in chapter three. You could catch up real quick by reading chapter one and two because we're going to go over some of that today. And then start tonight or in the morning, three and four, and read a proverb a day. And I want to just tell you, uh, he who lack wisdom, the book of James says, let him ask of God who gives liberally. God wants to give mm. that wisdom, doesn't he? He really does. He, he really does. And we do love the book of Proverbs. And I want to encourage you as we spend, um, well, probably the bulk of this month, January, we're going to go through these uh, 31 chapters of Proverbs and mine for gold. And there, there are many a nugget in the book of Proverbs. Um, there was a Puritan writer really 400 years ago named John Owen, and many have heard of John Owen. And he said this, that there are in the Scriptures shallows and there are depths, and there are shallows that even little lambs may swim in, and there are depths that uh, go deeper than we can imagine. And John Owen said that um, the depths of God's heart and mind could be found in the book of Proverbs. And uh, you know, you and I were talking earlier about James 1, verse 5. Interestingly, we're starting the study of an Old Testament book by quoting a New Testament book. Bert, I, you know how I've loved uh, James 1, 5, that says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives abundantly and does not withhold. And as we begin this new year, and, you know, over the weekend, I'm sure you watched a lot of news. I, I watch probably too much news. But people said, okay, 2022, you know, hopefully it'll be a good year, maybe the end of COVID and such. And um, the thing is, though, we don't know what tomorrow's going to throw at us, but we know the Lord. Amen. We know that we can be under his protective wing. 
And Bert, I truly believe that when you build your life on the rock-solid foundation of God's Word, you can be ready for whatever life throws at you. Amen. And that's really gives us an introduction to the book of Proverbs chapter 1. Uh, most of this was written by Solomon, uh, and it says that in several places, chapter 1, chapter 10, chapter 25, Proverbs of Solomon. And t- notice what it says, verse 2, 1, 2, to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, equity, to give prudence to the simple and to Mm. the young man knowledge and discretion. Now, that's what uh, he was writing for, and he wants to do this. And then in verse 7, I think is the theme of the whole book. You know, when you get to a new book, uh, you want to know who wrote it. You want to know a little bit what what's it about. It's about wisdom. And then if you can find a theme, uh, like in the John, John 3.16 tells you a lot about the whole book of John. And then yeah. if you get to the well, end. We're really it, about the whole Bible. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a gospel in a nutshell. And so here, I think in Proverbs 1.7, you have the thrust and the, uh, I would say, the nutshell of the book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Mm. Uh, Alex, uh, everybody wants to know about that fear. Is it afraid? Well, it's God being who he is. And when you know he's a God of holiness and love, you come to him bowing before him, understanding that is his judgment. Yes, it is great, but his love is even greater. And, uh, you know, what was it John Newton said? He discovered that he was a great sinner, but God's mm. mercy was greater still, his grace, Amen. you know. And uh, so that I think we find that in the book of Proverbs. Well, exactly, exactly. And, you know, there, there are really kind of five things that we're going to see in here. Um, six, if you, let's just say this, uh, truth is equated with God. You know, R.C. Sproul many years ago said, all truth is God's truth. And if you're going to love God, you've got to love truth. And it talks about how this, to seek wisdom, uh, is is the wisest thing you can do to seek wisdom. And it says that it's going to be like a, a necklace around your neck, like some valuable gold necklace that you've got on around your neck, an ornament of grace, the King James calls it in verse 9. Now, you know, kings and leaders and people of position might have some uh, amulet or, you know, valuable thing around their neck that not only was valuable in itself, but it showed the position they have. If you will fill your soul with God's truth, and we've said this many a time, and it's for ourselves an admonition for Bert and Alex as well, though. But Bert, the greatest thing anyone can do, obviously to know Jesus, but the greatest thing you could do is to build your life from a biblical perspective. Amen. Amen, Alex. And And, and so, and let me tell you the the five things, God and truth, obviously, that's the overarching thing. But there's obedience, you know, obedience to the Lord, obedience to parents. You're going to read about education, learning, uh, good habits versus bad habits. That's a lot of this book. Good conduct, but also friendships. 
yeah. good, both positive and negative. You really do, and all of those are there. Now, what's interesting about it, they're interspersed all through it. You don't just have a section on truth. You don't have just a section on friendship. They're intermingled together. And uh, so I, I think that, and I think it's set up by verse 8 of chapter uh, 1. And, and it's, you say, what is, what is the book of Proverbs? Well, listen to verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. And you've already alluded to verse 9, for they will be uh, graceful ornaments on your head and chains about your neck. In other words, this is like a father giving advice to his children. The mother, him instructing, take the instruction of your mom. It is for your good. It is for your benefit. And all those areas that you talked about, Alex, knowing God, knowing truth, being obedient, uh, have relationships that are sound and good. And notice he'll repeat these words quite often. You know I'm looking for them, don't you? (laughs) Repeated word, Harper. Look at verse 10. It says, my son. Then in verse 15 of chapter 1, my son, and he doesn't stop there. Look how he starts off in chapter 2, my son. Uh, This is not unusual, and he is talking about it in such a way that it's instruction. And, uh, you know, that's what you do. You remember Deuteronomy chapter 6 when it talks about instructing your children as you go along the way? I believe Proverbs is the rest of chapter 6 of the instruction, Alex. You catch what I'm saying? Beautiful. And and it's like a father walking along, sharing all these Proverbs concerning. Now, the Bible's not the only place it has Proverbs. There's Chinese Proverbs, Irish Proverbs, but they can be inconsistent. They can even be, I would say, uh, you know, disagreeable with one another. The interesting yeah. thing, as many Proverbs as you have in these 31 chapters, not a single one disagrees with the other. Well, that's true. That's I'm glad you pointed that out. And, you know, so many of them throughout the world, throughout history, have become just uh, bits of wisdom in, in many cultures about humility and about moral truth. And uh, we're going to get to some of that, even... Do you know the book of Proverbs even talks about how we treat animals? Yeah. I mean, there's so much in here because it was given by the creator and savior of the world. Now, here's good counsel for a child. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Verse 10, don't go along with them. If they some say, come with us, let us lay and wait for blood, let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause, swallow them up alive as the grave. Uh, don't do it. You know, uh, if they, verse 14, this is like a gang. Uh, Cast in thy lot with us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. Uh, The wording there is almost like um, Psalm 1, not to uh, go in the counsel of the ungodly. Um, When I was a little farm boy growing up in North Carolina, there were a couple of Proverbs that really stuck with me, Bert. I remember I was at church one time, and this would be many years before I would know what it was to follow the Lord. But um, I heard a preacher preaching, and he said, A little sleep, a little folding of the hands, and poverty will come on you like a thief. Do you do you remember that? I, I think do, that's yes. Proverbs yes. 6. Yes, yes. And that just 
was riveted. Oh my goodness, I thought about that. But in chapter 1, verse 17, surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And I remember thinking, because I had tried to catch a bird, and you can't do it. Uh, you just can't do it. If they're watching you set that trap, and of course this is also talking about people, um, that inevitably the evildoers get caught, and uh, their trap is they're, they're going to get caught in it themselves. But as a little kid, uh, there's just a lot of good real-life wisdom in Proverbs that as you read it, I think very quickly people of any walk of life are going to see, hey, this is really, really truth. It is, and that's why it is given. It's not sermons. They're not uh, they are word pictures now. You know, it can be a word picture in a couplet. It's a word picture, like you just said, about the bird and it being caught. You could visualize that, Alex, trying to do that. And, and so this is given for instruction. Now, what do you want to do? Notice it's my son. It's young. In other words, you need to learn these when. When you are young so yes. that you won't have to correct the path as you get older. The longer you stay in sin or in folly, as, as the Proverbs talked about it, making bad choices, the longer you stay there, the longer it takes you usually to turn around and break those habits, break those attitudes. So it starts in early. And so the instruction is, my son, walk in wisdom. My son, receive my words. Chapter 2, mm. verse 1, let me give that instruction as we go out. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, you will have wisdom. This is Bert and Alex, and we're going to continue in the book of Proverbs when we come back right after this break. Don't go away. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Deborah Howry, Director of the National Center for Injury Prevention and Control at the CDC. Dr. Howery leads research and science programs to prevent injuries and violence and to reduce their consequences. Proverbs 18.15 reminds us of the importance of gaining wisdom through knowledge. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Right now with this in mind, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to guide Dr. Howery as she works toward the health and safety of Americans. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. We serve a big God who can solve big problems, but Dr. Tony Evans says including God in life's little things has an unexpected benefit. He'll tell us about it today as we spend two minutes with Tony. I had a very simple spiritual experience. This will seem minute to you, but it was a big deal to me. I had written a check to pay for something. I came back at the end of the day looking for my checkbook, and I couldn't find it. So I'm scurrying around the house for what seemed like hours. I'm sure I ain't the only one. So I'm looking, I'm looking. But then I, I consulted, and I said, Holy Spirit, you got to show me if this checkbook is here. 
And as I laid down, a thought shot through my head, a thought I hadn't thought of all day. When you wrote the check this morning, you put it in an envelope. I ran through my house to that kitchen drawer that houses the envelope. Sitting on top of the envelope was my checkbook. I got my praise on over a checkbook. God is so good that even little things are big things to him when I put him first. If you want to know God, bring him in on the details. Bring him in on the small things because success is tied to the growth of the intimacy of our relationship. If you're ready to let God remodel your relationship with him, start by checking out Dr. Evans' CD series, Divine Reset, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. In him we were also chosen as God's own, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything by the counsel of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, would be for the praise of his glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Bertie and Alex with you live. And we're saying that just so excitedly because uh, the latter part of December, you heard a lot of pre-recorded programs that we had done. We enjoyed doing those so much, though, Alex. And But yes, it's always good because we're going to get to the phone calls in the last segment. And I'm going to go ahead and do what Alex McFarland does a lot of times, gives that phone call number early. It's 888-589-8840. Uh, the reason I'm giving it, they may have forgotten that number, so it's been so long, oh, Alex. No. So thought we'd give it triple eight five eight nine eighty eight four zero. That's not open yet, but it will be in just a little while, so you can make that call. But Alex, I want to uh, let me make sure everybody knows this. We're not going to be able to go through every verse. This we'd probably be here three months, and you and I said we need to go a little bit faster. So we're picking out some that we consider some of the more important uh, passages that would speak to our day. Now, you may want to go back to chapter 1, but I wanted to go to chapter 2 because this is so important. Chapter 2, already read part of verse 2, and it's uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, and again, it's my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you. Man, you need to welcome the word, is what he's saying, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding? Yes, if you cry out for discernment, lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Alex, do you see that if, if you seek after, if you seek after wisdom rather than folly, and, and this is what you'll find, then the Lord will respond for the Lord, verse 6, gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Again, that whole body of, of Scripture here in chapter 2 lets us know that we can have that wisdom. We don't have to go through life making foolish decisions based upon bad information because over in chapter 1, verse 1, 
it says it gives us prudence. That's a new King James. But that's being able to understand what's really being said. A lot of times people try to cover up what they're really saying by using flattering words or other things. But the Bible says through God's wisdom, we can halfway suit. We can see through much of that, Alex, and see truth and see wisdom and see understanding, can't we? We, we really can, and, and that's one of the reasons we're really encouraging people to get into the book of Proverbs and read and, and pray and, and just say, Holy Spirit of God, who gave these words, Lord, make me wise. Give me a heart for truth. You know, uh, a, a dear friend of this show, he's been on with us in years past, Erwin Lutzer, great man of God, Erwin Lutzer. And Lutzer has this famous illustration, sometimes he'll share it, and he basically says, you know, what a tragedy to climb the ladder of success and at the end of your life look back and realize the ladder you climbed was leaning against the wrong wall. Well, chapter 2 talks about this, that if we will incline our ear to wisdom and apply our heart to understanding and seek it, seek it like silver, verse 4. All right, verse 5, here is true success in life, folks. This, this is what life is all about or should be. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Okay, when we say, you know, to know God, we're talking about having a relationship with the Lord. But not only that, the Bible says with the Holy Spirit in us, we can have the mind of Christ. Now, it's, it's amazing. Back in chapter 1, it talked about understanding wisdom and equity. We've talked about that many times. Equity is the true worth of something, to know what is truly valuable. And Bert, uh, as I get into verse uh, chapter 2 here, rather, verse 6, the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding, and he lays up wisdom for the righteous. And notice this is available to anybody. And Bert, if there's, if there's something our world needs today, it is wisdom. I mean, we're, we're a world, we, can't, we don't even know what a male or a female is anymore. Uh, listen, I cannot think of a more important time than to seek and, and know Jesus Christ. And that's the starting point because he gives wisdom. Look at that passage, Alex. You just said it, verse 6. The Lord is the one who gives wisdom. The world Amen. can have Thank understanding. You, you can have experience, and those leads to wise decisions. But God is the one that puts the secret ingredient in that, and that's his Holy Spirit in us. So if we can take the knowledge and we acquire knowledge, you was talking about earlier, education being a part of the you know themes of the book of Proverbs, if we can get that knowledge and then we, we have experiences in our life, by not only what we experience, but observe what others experience, you know, through history, and then let the Holy Spirit use God's Word in our heart, it will keep us on the right path. Notice those words, what he says here. This is so important. Verse 7, he stores up wisdom, sound wisdom for the upright. Now listen to these next. Is a shield to those who walk uprightly, and he guards the paths of justice. Now do you see mm. that walking forward you, you, you don't stay still. You don't go backwards. No, you're to go forward. The shield is always in front, right? And yes. you walk forward. 
So in this walking forward in 2022, the book of Proverbs is a book that will help you in understanding the times and also making those decisions that you need to make during this time, Alex. Well, and we need this. We, and the beautiful thing is that God and his word, uh, it's there for everybody. And we want to encourage you. And if, if you don't have a Bible, get a Bible and begin your day. And I know, Bert, not everybody is a morning person. I, I do like to get up early. I try to try to get up early and um, re- begin my day with the Lord. You know, I've, I've got uh, a, a Bible I take that is, I got it marked up and, you know, kind of dog-eared where I can navigate yeah. <laughs> it really easily. Yeah, if, and you, then if the, somebody throws a new Bible in on you, you can't find all the places you, you know you know in your old Bible. I know that yeah. feeling, yeah. Uh, I've, I've also found there, there are some apps, like a free app that I've got, that there's a Bible verse every day. It's just, and it's a free, I found it, and every morning I get up, and it's like the first thing I do, I look and see what the, the verse is. But here's the thing. Um, God's followers, the body of Christ, we need wisdom. And so I love this in verse 11 of chapter 2. Um, well, verse 10, when wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. In other words, you're hungry and thirsty for knowledge. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee. Now, it's interesting, the word for discretion there, really, um, this might sound bad, but it's not in this context. It's really a word that means like plans and schemes uh, or a device. Now, it's, I'm not talking about scheming in an evil sense, but you have got a perspective. You've got an outlook. And it really means, verse 11, discretion will preserve you. It's like you can see the lay of the land. Exactly. Amen. And, and Bert, um, I appreciate education. I appreciate higher education. But I want to tell you something. I've met some educated fools, too. And whether you've got a degree on the wall or not, if you do, that's wonderful. But the, the best education you'll ever get is straight from the pages of God's Word. And Proverbs will be that wisdom and that education that you can't get in any other classroom in this world. Preach it, brother. Amen. And it goes on now. Verse 12 will introduce you to a man that wants to take you in the wrong way. And then in verse 16, it introduces you to a woman who wants to take you in the wrong way. Now, I found that interesting because remember what uh, Solomon said in chapter 1? It says, hear the instruction of your father and the law of your mother. Now, notice what this says in verse 12. To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who lead the paths of unrighteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, and whose ways are crooked, and who are devious in their paths. These are the men, or a man, a friend. You're talking about friendships? You better be careful who you develop this great, strong friendship with. Friendship with the world is enmity with God, so you better be careful. It leads you astray. But then in verse 16, notice what it does. To deliver you from the immoral woman. Now, notice what uh, verse 16 and 17 are powerful. Notice what is introduced. Flattering words, forsaken companionship of your youth, 
and forgets the covenant of her God. This is the, those three things right there will lead you astray. Flattering words. Listen, uh, don't believe lies that make you feel good. You know, mm, Alex. Right on, bro. Uh, don't believe lies. If you know you're a sinner, you're a sinner. Uh, oh well, this is an excuse. I, you know, my mom and my dad did it. Don't use those words. Forsake the companion of her youth. Listen, I think that's talking about marriage, Alex. And uh, you know, uh, you know, don't give up on your marriage. That spouse, as best you can, stay with it. And then, don't forget the covenant you made with God. If you yes. can do those things, I think you're on the right path and you're able to navigate between the landmines that's there trying to blow us up. I believe uh, the book of Proverbs helps us to navigate that, doesn't it? Well, it really does. You know, um, I've always kind of uh, felt like verse 17 of chapter 2 is kind of sad because, all right, it's talking about the immoral woman, sometimes translated the strange woman, uh, who flatters with words and lures you away. Uh, verse 17, who forsakes the guide, G-U-I-D-E, the guide of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. Now, imagine whether it's a male or a female, um, as a young person, I, I, I generally think most children have a pretty good conscience. And, you know, that's why at a young age, I mean, we always say this, to not betray your conscience and don't don't fall to sin and resist the promptings of the Holy Spirit because you don't want your conscience to become hardened, calloused, right? All right, the guide of her youth, and the wording there really is the companion of her youth. Bert, I'm going to tell you something, uh, and I don't want to over-spiritualize too much, but every one of us, uh, girls and boys, females and males, there is a companion that has walked with you all of your life and I don't mean your best friend or whomever, is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And one of the beautiful things the, the Holy Spirit does, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said in John 15 and 16 that he would convince the world of sin and draw people to Christ. And whether it's an immoral woman or an immoral man, just a lost sinner, don't ignore that dear friend, the friend that sticks closer than a brother, which is the voice of the Lord calling out. Maybe even right now, as this new year has begun, God is calling you to come back to himself. The guide that's been with you ever since your youth, the Holy Spirit, heed and listen to what the Lord God the Spirit is telling you. Alex, those words, uh, let me just encourage you. Uh, those of you that can and are following us long, underline, highlight those verses 16 and 17. They are important in a relationship. Alex, she was talking about relationships and friendships. There yeah. it is. It is those, and it'll bring you down. Now, notice what happens in all of this. It's talking about your ways and your paths, your walk. Just, just listen to these words, 18 through 22 leads down the path and her paths to death uh and it says nor do they regain the paths of life verse 20 so you may walk in the way verse 20 to keep the paths of righteousness alex the whole idea again the reason you and i thought about proverbs would be awesome starting the first of the week in january of a new new year you know that 
you're walking forward and and we don't know what a day may bring that's what he said in the book of james we don't know what a day may bring but we don't know what a year is going to happen we don't know but we know god and we can walk in him we can follow him in his paths in his ways can a can a man could can men walk together unless they be agreed we need to walk with god and as you said this companion our holy spirit who's in us that's that's guiding us uh at the book the new testament says our paraclete he who comes alongside us and he dwells in us and he wants us to walk in the paths of righteousness for his namesake when we do that alex we're going to see god do a work in our lives and in the life of our family and that's what we're wanting to happen here as we study the book of Proverbs, isn't it? Well, it really is. And, you know, talking about um, the pathway of the immoral woman, uh, it leads to a house called the grave, you know. Uh, but we are offered the path of life, verse 19. And let me read uh, 20 and following. That thou may walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. Hey, look, there's just two paths, righteousness and unrighteousness. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Uh, Bert, uh, God's word is very clear. Um, sin will destroy you. God will offer you the path of righteousness. Um, for a minute, let's talk about short-term and long-term. You know, Bert, people make decisions for some gratification in the short term, but there's a severe price to pay in the long term, isn't there? It is, and you want to look at it. You want to say, what will happen to me in 10 years, 20 years? Look at what happens with that one decision that you make now. That phone number, we want to hear from you. Be the first caller in 2022, 888-589-8840. weapons of our warfare are not carnal. See, we don't have to engage in psychological brainwashing techniques and all this nonsense that the left traffics in because they're godless. For the most part, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. That's how we fight. Tune in to The Awakening, weekdays at noon central on American Family Radio. God can use persecution to strengthen the church and individuals within it. Persecution is granted to us. Don't miss this. What an honor to be chosen to follow in the footsteps of Christ, to die like the thief beside him, so that men enslaved to sin can see the gospel written in our flesh and believe. Gain more perspective on persecution with Jordan Shambly's article, The Victorious Persecuted Church, in the Fall 21 issue of Engage Magazine, or visit EngageMagazine.net. What is the source of America's greatness? My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Alexis de Tocqueville, a 19th century French political thinker and philosopher, had this exact same question. On the heels of the French Revolution, he came to America in 1831 to investigate America's ascendancy. In doing so, he found that America's greatness did not lie in her economic system, it did not lie in her banking system, nor did it lie in her educational system. He found America's pulpits aflamed with righteousness was the source of America's greatness. He opined that America is great because she is good. But when America ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. 
Let us pray for a restoration of the flame of righteousness in our pulpits. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with a minute in God's Word to help you keep moving forward. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 20 says this, Do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. It's so important to be mature in our thinking. The spiritually immature person is more likely to be tossed about by their emotions when days are uncertain. As we navigate the storm of COVID-19, it's important to be guided by God's truth and not our feelings. The most reliable way to do that is through God's Word and prayer. Are you spending more time talking with God about the issues of today, or are you being emotionally tossed about by the news? Becoming a mature follower of Jesus Christ will build a firm foundation of joy that's greater than both your feelings and your circumstances. For more resources, visit movingforwardradio.org. Join me every Sunday morning at 8.30 Central for Moving Forward right here on AFR. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. We're taking your phone calls. We've got about two lines open. We're going to get to those calls and answer them as quickly and as thoroughly as we can. But let me share with you, if you want help in the book of Proverbs, Alex and I did an overview. We're going through details this time a little bit more. But if you'd love an overview of the book of Proverbs, you can go to afastore.net. And you'll see it there, a banner at the top. It'll flash up, Unleashing the Wisdom of God. And uh, this is a four-CD set that you can get and listen to, and it will give you kind of a synopsis, a background of Proverbs going through it. So that's available at AFA Store, Unleashing the Wisdom of God, a study of Proverbs. So that's already in the store, Alex, and now we're doing it again. That's the value of Proverbs, isn't it? Well, it is. And you know what? I give God the glory that um, 2021, I was thinking back over the year, uh, and to God alone be the glory. But that's the year that you and I had our first book come out, wasn't it? It was, 100 Questions, and it's going to be in our store. They're working on it right now. They sent it out as a premium. A lot of you got it because you were able to give deer and share but that book's going to be available. And uh, they're working on getting it in stock and getting it ready to go. So uh, Alex, it's been a great year, and we hope 22 offers. But we've got people they've called in. I can't wait to hear them. Who's the first caller in 2022? The first caller in 2022 from Alabama is a man named James. And, James, we welcome you to the program. Thank you. Hey, you know, thank I, you for I've listening and for calling. Talk to us. I've been doing a lot of thinking about what you said about that one sin can cost you dearly down the road. And I I fell back into sin last year, and I'm just to the point where I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I'm tired of doing it my way. So I want to rededicate my life to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen, James. Praise God. Listen, I want to tell you, don't let your past mistake dictate the rest of your life. 
when you confess that sin, turn away from it, turning to Christ, breaking away from it, breaking those chains, and, and being delivered, listen, you're headed in the right direction, James. Man, I am excited, Alex, to hear James talk. Amen. What a first call in 2022. We're For, praying that this would be the way all the way 2022 goes, aren't you? James, could I could I lead I you so. in a prayer? Could you and I pray together on the air right now in a minute, James? Yes, we can. And so you know the Lord. You, you've been saved, but you've drifted away, and today you're coming back. Is that right? Right. <laughs> All right. Amen. Do you know, I'm going to give you one verse, and then I want you and I to pray together. And listen, folks, wherever you are, maybe you're at a place that you can't pray out loud and in your heart silently but sincerely to God you want to pray. But Jesus over and over says, if you come to me, I will receive you. So, James, why don't, uh, if you would, if this expresses where your heart is at, let's just pray together. And let me share a prayer, and, and, and you repeat that. And everybody listening, repeat this as well. One, say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. I'm sorry my heart drifted away from you. I'm sorry my heart drifted away from you. But today I come back. But today I come back. Please forgive all my sins. Please forgive all my sins, Lord God. Let the Holy Spirit control me. Let the Holy Spirit control me. And from this day forward... And from this day forward, help me completely to live for you. Help me completely to live for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. James, I rejoice with you. Amen. And you know, folks, whoever you are, wherever you are in this world listening to this show, maybe you're far away from the United States and you're listening online, or maybe you're in uh, America, but... The Lord Jesus promised that if we turn to him, he would receive us, just like James did. Many of you prayed, just like James prayed right now. And James, brother, I, you cannot know how thrilled we are that our very first call of this year is a dear brother like yourself. And James, I want you to, if you'd give us your address, I'm going to send you, I had a case of them this morning, the brand new book by Bert and Alex, 100 Bible Questions, um, if you could give Devin your address. And I want you to know we are praying for you. We love you, but more importantly, James, Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, listen, if the, we were in church right now, what would happen? People would break out, hallelujah, amens, clapping, doing all that. And that's what's going on right now all over America, James. They are behind you. Praise God. Mm. Amen, Alex. Where do Make sure we get your address because yeah, I want to send you that book. Richard's getting it right now, so we got that good. Where do we go to next? Over to Georgia. Going to talk with Joe in Georgia. My friend, welcome to Exploring the Word. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Thank good you, brothers. Hey. I, I appreciate everything y'all do. I really enjoy your show. Well, thank you for listening. Um, just had a question. Um, 
kind of dealing with the issues of today, the uh, all the pressures our teenagers face. And um, I have uh, two uh, twin teenagers, are sixteen, boy and girl, and a fourteen-year-old daughter. And I've been talking to them about you know the dangers of uh, of getting into an intimate relationship with someone before marriage and. I just wonder if you brothers could maybe expound upon that and help me, not not just, uh, well, don't do it because God says don't do it, but, uh, you know, to give them practical, um, everyday uh, dangers and pitfalls that can happen later on down the road. Maybe they don't see it right now because our society is so pleasure-mad, you know, if it feels good, do it. And I, I just want, you know, maybe the wisdom of you brothers to help me to maybe to convey to them the message um, just as a father to talk to their children, if y'all don't mind. And I'm going to go ahead and hang up if you don't care, and I'll listen to your response on, on the radio. Joe, yeah. thank you for calling. I want to tell you, you're ahead of the game already by talking to them and, and sharing with them. Your example, let me just tell you, love their mother. Love their mother. Demonstrate that as much as anything. A lot of this is caught. Not all of it, but a lot of it is caught. They're observing. I, I, I just share with you, I'm the youngest of nine in a family, and uh, my mom and dad were quite old when I was born. I tell them I was born under the radar, barely got in. But I huh. saw my dad love my mother, and I, I it, it made me understand a lot of things, how important that was. And the other thing is, uh, let me just give you one thing, and Alex, you, you come in right after this. Let them know any time uh, in a sexual relationship you're giving part of yourself away that you can't reclaim, and you don't want to do that. You want to wait and let that person that you marry get all of you. You don't want to give part of yourself away before you get there, and and they need to know that because it's like giving part of your heart away, Alex. The Bible makes it plain. No one can commit this sexual sin and not be burned. It affects yeah. you uh, before marriage. It affects you during marriage and after marriage if it's out of God's will. Go ahead, Alex. Well, one of the best speakers, and, and we've done work together when I was at Focus on the Family and even afterwards, but there's a lady. Bert, have you ever heard of Pam Stenzel? And I believe her name is spelled like S-T-E-N-Z-E-L. Pam Stenzel. Have you ever heard of I her? I have. Yes, I have, Alex. And and let me encourage you, if you want to talk to your kids about uh, moral issues and staying sexually pure before marriage, uh, I'm sure you'll find some of her videos online. Mom and Dad, let me encourage you, watch, and even Sunday school teachers, if you work with the youth, watch some of the videos by Pam Stenzel, and then maybe find some to watch together. Uh, besides um, being a, a great speaker, and we used her in several major, major youth events for Focus on the Family. But she's got statistics about um, sexually transmitted diseases and uh, just what the repercussions are about premarital sex and promiscuity. And kids will listen. And uh, you pray about it. Um, we're here to continually be a, a resource of teaching. But... Um, there are many good speakers I could mention, but I think on that topic, Pam Stenzel is especially really good. But um, we got to roll on on this first Exploring the Word of the New Year. We're going to Alabama 
uh, Wahoo. Do I have your name correctly, Wahoo? You sure do, man. Well, welcome to the program. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate to even follow behind that first one there, boy. I'll tell you what. That, that just blew me away. I'm, I'm glad to hear that one. That's We're shouting hallelujah. Yeah, man. It says the angels in heaven celebrate. Every time one comes to know the Lord and him to come back, that's a great thing. So my question really is, is trivial compared to what he just did. Uh, I don't know if it was for sure you was on the show or not, but uh, it was while well, I was off these last couple of weeks. Uh, there was a Trivia Friday or something these guys do on the station, and they ask questions. But one of them said his question was, where in the Bible do they name the three wise men? And I thought it was you on that show with them. And now I could have made a mistake, but if it was, I wanted you to tell me where it was because I was waiting to hear the answer. <laughs> it was, I think, Alex, uh, on our yeah. program. And uh, I, he, I, go ahead. Let's answer this quickly. You go ahead. Well, it, it doesn't name them in the Bible. It, it doesn't name the wise men. In fact, the, the traditional names that we associate with them come from a, a manuscript that's about 400 years after the life of Christ. But, you know, in the, in the book of Luke, it does talk about that um, when the wise men came, the, the Magi came, and they, they um, came to That's see in the Jesus. book of Matthew, right? You're right. Luke is Luke chapter two and Matthew. Yeah. We went through Matthew chapter yeah. one and one through three, but um, it doesn't really name them in the in the Bible, does it? It does not. They do not. And a tradition has them named, but the Bible does not. It doesn't even call them three. It gives that from the three gifts that were given: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But Wahoo, that it was a good question somebody asked, but it is not given in the Bible. Thank you, brother, and keep keep growing in the Lord and quit, keep listening. Where do we go to next, Alex? Virginia, Luana in Virginia. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Hi, thank you. Um, I wanted to ask both you guys a, a question here about someone that does not believe um, in the New Testament. They only believe in the Old Testament. My brother... He believe he does not believe. It's sort of like um, the Jews. He he only believes that the Old Testament is uh, true. He doesn't believe Jesus was the Messiah, um, and he believes that Christians it's a false religion. He believes that Jesus, like I said, that he is not the Messiah. Maybe he did live. Maybe he didn't. But he doesn't believe anything as far as the New Testament. He just believes in the old. And he said we should be living by just the old, and that's it. Uh, so I'm um, trying to figure uh, does, out Does he say to... why? Mm-hmm. Do, does he explain why? I'm, I'm curious. A, did he ever oh. believe the New Testament, and, and why did yes. he stop? He did. We were raised um, in a Church of God church our whole childhood and upbringing, um, and he was taught that way. He was taught about the, the whole Bible. And then he met a friend that was part of the, I believe it was called the Worldwide International Church. And his grandmother uh, kind of talked with my brother and her grandson about this particular religion and said that 
um, you shouldn't believe in the New Testament, and that's where he got it from. And then he started listening to a rabbi on some YouTube videos and researching, and they was calling out all these different years and dates and saying uh, that he could have, you know, Paul never even met God or Jesus, only, you know, as far as on the road to Damascus, so he didn't act. So how would he know all this information to teach? Well, LaWanda, we we got enough. Alex, we better, we were running out of time to answer that. It's the rejection of Jesus Christ, and and uh, there's usually a reason behind something, a disappointment or something like that. A lot of times it starts with some kind of disappointment, doesn't it, Alex? Yeah, and, and by the way, let me recommend Dr. Michael Brown that you probably hear on this network. He's brilliant. He's a born-again Jewish scholar with um, multiple earned degrees. He wrote a series called Answering Jewish Objections to Jesus, and it really is the definitive set uh, by Dr. Michael Brown. The, the Worldwide Church of God, under a guy named Herbert W. Armstrong, this was 30 years ago, spread many of these things to undermine the New Testament. Interesting, after Herbert Armstrong died, many of his followers eventually became vibrant, born-again they Christians. They really did. Amen. But a lot of the lies still persist. We'll be praying for Lawana's brother. We surely will. And uh, I just be in it for the long haul. Oftentimes it takes a lot for these errors to get eradicated. But um, And don't, uh, Lawana, when you get together, don't back away. I'm not saying be obnoxious, be... But don't be afraid to, to let Jesus be seen and heard through you. And uh, listen, he's real. Uh, even though he says it's not, It's the New Testament is real. Jesus did change everything. He was in the Messiah. So uh, live Bert, in me, that. Amen, Alex. And I'll tell you one New Testament prophecy that certainly did come true, uh, that Jerusalem just in the end days, would come back and the nation of Israel would get reborn. That's a truth of the New Testament that's undeniable. It is. And uh, if they would only look, how many truths are about Jesus in the Old Testament? And every one of them came to pass in the New. Over 350 truths. That's the power of Jesus. Hey, Alex, let's continue in Proverbs tomorrow.